Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to another episode of Lunch and Learn with Dr. Bear. I'm your host, Dr. Bear, here, your favorite board certified internist, founder of drbearpierre.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself with better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, education, and affirmation. This week, we bring you an episode on the solo tip with yours truly, and I'm going to be discussing my role as the patient. Uh, in this uh, game of healthcare, which I've kind of had to endure for the past three months, uh, depending on when you're uh, listening to this episode, especially if you're listening to this fresh. Uh, past three months, I was in the role of the patient, and I'm going to be talking about the ups and the downs and what I've learned uh, throughout this process, especially being a physician who takes care of quite a few patients. Sometimes it's easy to forget how to put yourself in one shoe. But uh, literally and figuratively, I had to do that and actually had to take myself out of my shoes just to get uh, that better perspective of how some of my patients are faring on a day-to-day basis, especially when they leave uh, the vicinity that I'm taking care of them in. Like always, if you have not had a chance, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, let us know what you think about today's podcast episode. And if you are a... A friend of the show, please make sure you send this out to one or ten people and let them know they should do the same thing here. So so let's get ready for another amazing episode here on the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. One of the sponsors for the Lunch and Learn Community Podcast is the Lunch and Learn Community Store, where you can find t-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, stickers, and wristbands with the motto, Empower Yourself for Better Health. Remember, 50% of all proceeds will go to the Five Star Scholarship Foundation, where we give out college scholarships to deserving high school seniors across the country. Thus far, we have given out over 20 deserving scholarships to students across the country. So again, 50% of the proceeds will be uh, blessed to the Five Star Scholarship Foundation. And today you can get the coupon code LUNCH20. You can get 20% off your purchase and you support these high school students across the country. Again, the Lunch and Learn Community Store is at shop.drbearpierre.com and the coupon code is lunch20 what's going on guys so to start off i want to talk about what my initial thought process was like i said uh like i kind of referenced in the intro i've taken care of a lot of patients i've taken care of patients in the hospital patients outside the hospital patients in nursing homes so i have a good amount of experience and just taking care of patients, right? Like, again, I'm very fortunate in uh, what I do and how will I do it. But when when you're when you're doing it, right, when you're on the other side, right, when you're the one standing over the bed, when you're the one prescribing medications, when the one that people come to see, it's such a different mindset of what you need to prepare for. So when I got to the situation I got to, and we'll, we'll be discussing, you know, what happened, um, it was definitely an eye-opening experience kind of all around. And I'm going to talk a little bit about you know what I learned throughout the process and what I continue to hope uh, I'm going to be, you know, take with me, especially now as I continue to take care of patients, especially now in a hospital setting and in the future. 
So I want to I want to set the scene. I was out. Uh, I was taking my daughter, my youngest uh, daughter. No, sorry, my oldest daughter. Uh, to tennis practice and in doing so I had to take my two twins out with me as well too. My wife was actually out of town at a conference um, so it was me solo, solo dad uh, just out in tennis practice and at one point uh, my son uh, and my daughter had uh, got out their uh, crib, scooter, not crib, but scooter um, and you know they were playing around doing okay which it wasn't bad but then my son called himself taking off he started running towards like the the tennis gate which uh those who know my kids my kids love to run in like opposite directions so his sister ran one way and he ran that way so of course i have to chase after him because he's running towards the gate right because i don't want him you know running around the park because that's a whole uh different issue i'm gonna have to deal with so as i'm chasing him uh the, it must have rained the night before and there was this puddle uh, and I ended up slipping and falling. And uh, fortunately for me, when he saw that I slipped and fell, he turned around. Uh, he did some smiling. And then he kind of turned away from the gate and started running back towards his sisters, uh, which was great for me. But, of course, I'm out there and I'm going to slip and fell. And, you know, pride is crazy, right? My my pride is, like, hurt a little bit. Uh, but that was okay, right? Because I, I, I played it off. So I thought. Um, I got up. You know, I kind of kind of limped it off. And it was hurting. I can tell you, my leg was hurting it was swollen it was painful especially at that time because you know my daughter still had tennis practice right so i didn't i couldn't go anywhere so you know i had to put him back in his um his uh, little seat uh you know the crib seat whatever you call those things and you know kind of finish out my day and as i'm getting home as it's time for me to go home uh just walking to the car was so much more uh, unbearable than it was before, right? So I was like, "Ooh, I really definitely did a number on my ankle," because uh, I sure I thought, right? I thought I just sprained my ankle. It was a good night sprain. I'm gonna get home. I'm gonna get some rest, and I'm gonna be all good. Get home again. This is the weekend, so this is a Saturday. Fortunately for me, I didn't have to work that weekend anyway, so I get to work on Monday. And by this time, I have a brace. I've, you know, I've, you know, I've did the whole rice maneuver where I've rested and I've elevated and I've iced it. I've done all the things you're supposed to do, uh, you know, for ankle sprains. And it was better. I can tell you, uh, from Saturday to Monday, uh, the swelling was improved, uh, but the pain was much better, right? So the pain was much better, but I just didn't like like how the pain felt, especially at that time. So even by the, because by this time, my wife's back in town. And I ended up going to urgent care. Went to urgent care, got an x-ray done, got some pain medications. At the time, the x-rays were negative, right? And that's more of a foreshadowing aspect, right? At the time, the x-rays are negative. So I figured, hey, you know what? I, I just a really bad sprain. Let me keep this brace on, keep this ice, and I'm, I'll be fine. So about two weeks go by. And by this time, the pain is essentially like not even there. Um, but the swelling really hasn't improved as much as I would expect the swelling to improve at this point. So I ended up running into one of my colleagues, uh, who's a podiatrist, Dr. Davis, um, Elizabeth Davis, uh, who I was like, Hey, you know, can I come see you in your office? Cause you know, my ankle, I, I sprained it like a couple of weeks ago, but this swelling is still really not getting any better than I would expect. Um, so I go to see her and, you know, lo and behold, um, what I thought was just going to be another sprain. And of course I ended up looking at the x-rays as a hospital physician, as a resident, even as a resident, but especially as a hospital physician, I'm so used to just looking at images myself. 
Um, again, may not be able to tell you exactly what's going on, but I can tell you when something's kind of abnormal. And I remember looking at my x-ray of the foot in her office, and before she could even tell me, I was like, oh, I broke it, right? Because I can see uh, where the bone was supposed to be growing and supposed to be kind of in a straight line, and I can see it kind of peeled off, right? So but apparently, and again, I looked at the x-ray that I did at the urgent care center, right, at the same way. So at that time, it was fine. There was no breaks. There was no splitting. There's nothing there. But this one was such an obvious uh, splint. So according to her, um, what, you know, what she, what she uh, deemed would likely occur is that I probably had like a hairline fracture when I went to the urgent care center. But because uh, it was a hairline fracture, it wasn't picked up on the x-ray. And because uh, because of my job, my job, you know, usually requires me to put on average about six to eight thousand steps a day. Uh, just kind of walking on it over and over and over again uh, essentially caused it to the hairline fracture to become a real fracture. So we go in from and this was a Thursday. Right. So this was like uh, for, for just to date myself, I think this was like July 11th or 12th. And uh, we go and we I go in there thinking, yeah, I, I got a bad sprain. I'm probably going to get another uh, wrist split or something else to. Oh, no, no, no. You have a break and we need a plan for surgery. Now, mind you, I'm not uh, a novice in surgery. I've had, you know, I've had orthopedic surgeries when I was in middle, middle school. Um, I've had surgeries on my ear when I was a child because I had a keloid formation there. So I'm not it wasn't like I was, uh, you know, new to the surgical game. Uh, it was just it had been so long, especially as an adult, um, that I can remember that my last one, I was in like middle school. So I was like uh, between 12 and 15 years old when I last got my surgery. And here we are. We're, you know, over over about, about a little bit under 20 years later. And we're talking about having surgery again. And so, of course, and I think my wife jinxed me at that time, too, because I remember leaving for the doctor's appointment and her saying, like, oh, what well, if she tells you you have to have surgery? Like, I said, ah, it's not, I'm not worried about it. I don't, I'm not going to have surgery. I don't have to worry about it. But so she jinxed me, right? So shout out to Maria uh, for jinxing me and, uh, you know, wish, wishing that surgery upon me because I definitely had to get it. So uh, I leave the doctor's office. And again, I had, I had, let me show you this to give you an idea how much I did not think uh, that I didn't have surgery. I ended up, I had ended up scheduling two uh, doctor's appointments, one with Dr. Davis, the podiatrist. And then I had scheduled just a wellness exam uh, with uh, my regular uh, primary care doctor, right? So uh, here I go thinking, I'm just going to be, leave this one doctor's office. She's going to tell me how to spring, um, you know, keep, keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, and, and then I was going to go to my doctor's office and just kind of get my routine blood work for my yearly exam to like, oh, no, you have a fracture. We need a plan for surgery. And me going to my next doctor like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm going to have to have surgery next week. So I just want to kind of let y'all know. Right. So that was kind of the, the the spin of of things that happened like just that week. So here we go. Uh, we are planning for Melis, guess mentally planning for surgery. And of course, I didn't realize how immediate she thought I needed to have the surgery. Because again, mind you, I have been walking on this foot for two weeks. By this time, there's no pain, no discomfort. It's just swollen. And I get a call from her office like, hey, uh, Dr. Davis is scheduled for surgery on Monday. Like, get everything ready for Monday. Again, this is Thursday, y'all. Um, it's either, yeah, I think it was either, it's either Thursday or Friday. So this is Thursday or Friday. And now I got like literally less than two days at most uh, to get ready for surgery. 
So, you know, I, I do all that paperwork I need to do. I get my chest x-ray. I get, me, I get all this, the pre-op level work that I'm so used to prescribing for my patients, uh, but not used to, again, I wasn't used to actually having to go through the process. It was definitely something uh, ordeal. Again, I was doing the surgery at the hospital I worked at too, right? So these were people I seen every day, but all of a sudden I'm like, oh, hey, by the way, I got this paper because I'm going to be the one who's going to be here uh, as a patient for surgery, right? So that's always, that's always a uh, you know, a, a different look, right? Because now, you know, the, the people who work there who are used to just me being a physician, now I'm the patient, right? So now they're having to coach me um, as they would coach any patient on uh, what they do, what to not eat, and all the stuff that, again, I typically already knew, but uh, it was it was good to see them really not break character in doing so. Fast forward, Monday comes around and surgery time is here, right? So uh, I decided, especially at that time, right, when I realized, heck, hey, I'm about to have surgery and I'm about to go into this endeavor as a patient. I say, you know, maybe I should, you know, kind of film this, right? So for anyone who actually follows me on Instagram or even my Facebook page, um, you're already aware of, you know, where I went with this, right? So I, I call this the, the, I like to call the back to sneaker uh, series, right? Because she, I remember her telling me that you were going to have this surgery and you're not going to be able to put any weight on your foot uh, for like four to six weeks, Right. That means no tennis shoes, no nothing. Uh, so I figured I wanted to kind of document, you know, the process of kind of going through what it meant to be a patient. Because, um, again, like I said, it wasn't something that I was so used to. Again, I was used to taking care of patients, not used to being said patient. So, again, uh, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, if you follow me on Facebook, you can actually catch uh, a lot of uh, video clips throughout the process of me kind of going through the motions uh, as a patient. So lo and behold, we do the surgery. Surgery turns out absolutely amazing. And it was one of the surgeries where I didn't even have to stay overnight. So I went home immediately after, you know, once I woke up and everything immediately after the surgery and I get home and, uh, you know, now, now I'm bed bound, right? So now here's a person who's used to walking six to 8,000 steps a day, uh, who's usually going to the gym, who's usually being extremely active, and you're essentially saying, like, I have to adopt this very sedentary lifestyle, and oh my god, I could tell you, I used to, you know, it was like pulling teeth sometimes, just trying to, you know, break uh, the cabin fever that was setting in, and again, this happened in, like, a course of a week or two, right, it didn't take very long for me to not do nothing, for me to start getting crazy, uh, that I wasn't doing anything to the point where like I was, you know, doing stuff online and doing all the paperwork, everything I needed to catch up on, I caught up on. Uh, but I, I got so bored that I caught up on all the paperwork and stuff I needed to do in like a week and a half. Like it didn't, it didn't take long for me to catch up on this stuff, right? Because I had so many hours in a day. I remember, I think I watched like three or four different Netflix series and a couple rewatched a couple of other series uh, just because I had so much time doing so. So as I am going through the process of, you know, being this non-weight bearing, you know, patient and dealing with the pain and the up and down of the pain, because I can tell you, I remember when I first initially did the procedure, uh, the pain after like the first couple of days was pretty uh, manageable. Um, I'm not, a, you know, I don't, I don't, I have pretty good pain tolerance in the first place, and I think that's why because I was able to walk around with a broken fibula uh, for like two weeks and not realize that it should was it should be causing me pain. Um, 
kind of going through the motions of dealing with the pain control, uh, dealing with crutches. And uh, what I will tell you, probably one of the biggest things I, I realized as a patient um, is the fact that you're not allowed to bathe, right? Like that, like that was a thing that I was so used to taking showers and now I was being told I couldn't take a shower because the, the, the cast that I had on um, couldn't get wet. So I'll tell you a little secret. One of the most amazing Amazon purchases I've ever made, right? Again, I made a lot of Amazon purchases. One of the most amazing Amazon purchases I ever made was with, uh, I ended up buying a waterproof cast. And it was a plastic cast that had like an airtight seal at the, at the top. And when I tell you, being able to go from like using a towel to bathe myself to actually being able to sit uh, in a shower. Uh, and again, I'm sitting at a shower like it's a weird, I have a, and by this time I got like a bath seat. It's a weird angle that I am sitting in, but it's enough so that I can sit in, prop my feet up uh, and just take a shower. And it was such a exhilarating experience that I was like, oh, like I can't believe like I take care of patients on a day-to-day basis. And one of the things I never like try to champion is for them to just take a shower. Like again, it's one thing to, again to you know have the towel brought to you and you you got a little bucket and you wipe it down. Like I said, because I went through that for if I yes, my wife probably like a week or so. It wasn't long. It wasn't long before I realized that, oh, I'm not even gonna like feel myself uh, if I don't get into the shower. So If I had to say, out of all the things that I did right uh, as a patient, buying a waterproof cast was hands down one of the best investments. So, uh, again, fast forward. So, you know, by this time I got crutches. Uh, By this time I'm going through the process of using crutches at home to try to get get move around. My doctor had recommended me to get a scooter. Um, just to kind of be able to wheel around the doctor's appointments and wheel around the house, just so I wasn't, you know, as tied to the crutches, especially by this time, especially anyone who's had crutches for a long time. Uh, crutches hurt, they hurt your shoulders, uh, you know, and they're just not comfortable, right? So I'm very tiring. So I needed to get a scooter. And again, and this is another scenario where I realized, like, wow, I'm, I definitely don't realize what my patients have to go through uh, because I remember it taking almost two weeks to get a scooter from uh, my insurance and what made it worse is that uh, it was two weeks for them to even process the prescription and I remember calling at the end of the two weeks and be like hey have y'all processed this prescription yet oh not yet we'll we'll prioritize it we'll do it in uh, our next business day mind you I'm calling on a Friday uh, because I'm asking like hey are you shipping this thing out today so I can get in and move around because by this time I am essentially done uh, doing uh, this the crutch game, right? I'm done with the crutch game. I don't want no business of it. I had already reserved myself to the point where if I had to move with crutches, I'm not going anywhere. So by this time, I'm waiting for them. I call them. They're telling me it's about one to two more business days. And I know today's Friday, which means they're not even like thinking about me till like Monday or Tuesday. I said, you know what? Forget it. I ended up going again uh, because I love Amazon. Uh, shout out to Amazon. And for those who don't know, um, I do have my own Amazon store. Uh, link will be in the bio. I'm, I'm sorry, link will be in the show notes uh, if you want to check that out. So um, I go, I get to Amazon, and I order my own scooter, guys. Like, like how crazy that as a, as a patient, 
um, that you would have to order your own products that you need to take care of yourself outside a traditional, um, you know, medical world, right? Because they just don't provide it, especially in that haste. So I remember, remember this Amazon, y'all. So I remember ordering it on a Friday and getting it done by getting it back by Sunday. So by Sunday, I had a thing that I was waiting for for two weeks. I had gotten two days. So get the scooter and moving around. And by this time, again, I'm non-weight bearing. So I am not only non-weight bearing, not only not going anywhere, not only binging on all the, the TV shows, but I'm not working at this time. And I can't work because, again, the difficulty in me trying to get around uh, with crutches would have been so bad. I was like, no, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it to myself. So I ended up getting uh, the scooter. I ended up getting the scooter to kept move around. And once I got comfortable and, you know, once my uh, podiatrist, Dr. Davis, kind of gave me the green light, I went back to work. So it had been... I would say about six weeks, right? So we're going on six weeks, six, almost six to seven weeks now of not working, um, you know, not, you know, seeing patients or, you know, dealing with my, I, I would say I was definitely dealing with my residents uh, because I had to take, uh, I had to do a few meetings uh, from uh, the comfort of my own home uh, for, for some resident related issues and uh, just kind of going through that process and kind of getting back into it. So it took about six weeks for us to uh, see the hospital again, which by time by that time, I couldn't wait because, again, I was about to uh, go stir crazy in my house, just waking up and uh, eating and going back to the bed. And it was just it was just stir crazy. I just couldn't do it anymore. So um, six weeks in, we start going to work. Uh, and, you know, we start, you know, we're, we're, we're in a scooter and everyone, you know, especially would tell you that how much they love uh, seeing me in a scooter because, you know, I was able to move around a little bit better. Um, I could tell you, like, I would go into patients' rooms and the patients would spend more time asking me what happened to me versus me asking them why they're even in the hospital. So it was definitely uh, a way that I could see that my patients learned to connect with me much better than they would have if I was just walking there. Uh, on my own two feet. So I would spend a lot of time just talking to my patients, explaining to my patients like, hey, yep, chasing after my kid, ended up slipping and falling. I thought it was okay. And then boom, ended up being fractured and I had to have surgery. And by the way, like I, I just got here like a week ago, right? Because again, that's, that's how fresh it was uh, for a lot of people where I had just started working and, you know, they're seeing me in a scooter and they're saying like, oh my God, what happened? Um, and, you know, kind of going through that process, it was it was a good icebreaker uh, for a lot of my patients. But I could see uh, that for them, it was like, OK, all right, this doctor definitely knows what I'm going through uh, because, uh, look, he's hurt as well and he's still coming to work. So uh, we're we're at work. We're getting used to it. And I think almost two months, almost two, two months and some change go by before I'm uh, I'm able to. Uh, walk uh, or put weight on it, right? I'll just say that, right? Because I definitely was not walking. Um, it took about, yeah, I'd say about, oh, i say almost about eight to 10 weeks of, uh, you know, being non-weight bearing to finally being able to put some weight on it. And let me tell you guys, let me tell you how humble I got. Because I remember in my mind, this this is how it went in my mind, that it had been so long that I was able to walk that. The second I could walk, everything's going to be good. I'm going to be kind of running a marathon. Whoa, Lord. I remember putting my foot down 
the first the first time she told me like oh yeah yeah you just um you know you don't you don't need a scooter anymore you can you just put your feet down and it felt like and again for those who've had any lower extremity injury i'm pretty sure you understand what i'm talking about it felt like a knife was like being stabbed through the bottom of my foot and i could like feel it all the way up my leg it was just such a terrible pain that I remember even questioning whether I was going to walk again, right? Like, that's how bad the pain was. Like, I started thinking to myself, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to walk on this foot again, right? Like, I think this foot, like, really, you know, maybe be done for, right? So, of course, I was hyperbolous um, at the time, and I ain't know no better, right? But, again, I was going through the motions of my patients, right? I'm thinking in the eye. I wasn't even thinking in the eyes of a physician. I was thinking in the eyes of a patient, like, oh, my God, if it hurts this much to put my the weight on it now there's no way it's gonna get any better so uh that pain was such a, a humbling experience in that doctor's office in dr davis's office um that even though i had give i was given the green light to be able to put weight on it like i still waited another two weeks two weeks y'all um before i can like start i started toe tapping at first right i started kind of you know i'd be in a patient's room and i'd kind of put it lay it down just for a little bit um, and just kind of sway back and forth until the pain got a little bit too much. And then I uh, jumped back on the, the scooter. And that was kind of my my process for at least another two weeks uh, until the pain got much better, a little bit better controlled. Um, and I was able to kind of like start walking around. And during this whole process, right, again, so we're almost like almost about 10 uh, weeks, right, 10 to 12 weeks like I'm, you know, I'm periodically following up with Dr. Davis, making sure everything is kind of going uh, the direction it needs to go. And she was like, "Yep, nope, you're going, and you're progressing exactly how I would expect it to be." That I, that I, by the time uh, my last appointment, which again was almost 12 to 13 weeks since the surgery, about since so by the time my last appointment was done, um, I remember walking to her office. She was like, "Like, how are you feeling?" I was like, "You know what? The pain is." better um you know a little bit swelling but no no really issues there she's like you know what you you've got my vote of confidence you can go right so she said you can just see me whenever you want and that's where that was some of the best words i ever heard uh because now i knew that like, okay the, the my reign was a little bit more freer um i was able to you know get my move on uh she even gave me clearance to go back to the gym right so everything is looking absolutely amazing and i remember as i filmed uh, my last video uh, for uh, the back to school series, right? So I remember filming my uh, last video for the back to school series and thinking to myself, like, guys, like it's it's about time. Um, I'm I'm back in my sneakers officially, and I remember feeling like this disconnect, right? Like I remember being attached to the world of a patient. And understanding the ups and downs that the patients are going through. And now I was kind of stepping back uh, into the world of a physician. And mind you, like even as we speak today, uh, you know, I still got a limp. Like it still it still hurts a little bit. There's still swelling there. Uh, and f- funny uh, to note that she said that the swelling is probably not going to go down for a year. You know, like it's going to be a year before I can start seeing uh, my ankles uh, not being fat and swollen. Uh, in uh, in my right foot again, right. So uh, again, uh, and I was glad she glad she let me know, right? Because ma- imagine if a month later uh, this swelling was still here, I got worried or scared. So I recorded my last video, essentially telling everybody thank you for the well wishes and the support throughout the process, and I essentially kind of said I'm done.
And I got to here and I got to the point where I said, you know, everything I've done, I needed to do. Uh, and that chapter is essentially closed. So as I, you know, kind of recap of everything we've we've talked about today, I was the doctor. I was, you know, you know, playing daddy daycare at the time and I slipped and fell. And because I was playing doctor, um, I made the situation probably worse than it should have been. Uh, to the point where I needed surgery, right? Because I was playing doctor and I was able to fight through it and I was able to, you know, deal with the pain, especially initially, I was able to fight through it and then lo and behold, oh, I ended up causing uh, worse damage than should have been. But the surgery went well. Uh, the the post-operative course went well. Like I said, I do have this documented on my Instagram. So just, just go under my IGTV um, and you'll see all of the episodes and um, even even better, right? Just for you know, uh, you know those who are keeping score, because I was so active, and I used to go to the gym, and because I used to do all those things there, I remember when she told me I couldn't do any of those stuff for like six to eight weeks. The first thing I thought about was like, oh my god, what am I gonna do about my weight, right? Like, how am I gonna like maintain my weight? So I ended up going on like a low carb slash keto diet. Um, and kind of, and I don't want to call it diet, let's say lifestyle, right? I ended up changing my lifestyle uh, throughout this whole process, right? So throughout the whole process of, uh, you know, being a patient, dealing with pain, dealing with rehab, uh, you know, you know, treatments at the house, I was, uh, you know, changing my lifestyle to accommodate uh, the fact that I couldn't eat and exercise like I wanted to anymore, right? And uh, it's done, it's but wonderful results, like I said, um, I, I think I've lost, especially at the time at this time we're recording, oh, almost like forty plus pounds. Um, again, in like a three month span, uh, and and I have an episode. I forget which number episode it was where I talk about the keto diet, but um, so check that out if you have not had a chance. And so I, I lost at the time we're recording over four. At the time we're recording for sure over forty pounds. Um, just with that lifestyle change of low carb and keto uh, related diet. So definitely, um, you know, again, a silver lining in all of this, this fog uh, from uh, the injury and the surgery was that I was able to kind of make a diet change uh, for the better. Um, and, you know, I'm definitely thankful for that. And, you know, all of the, the good comments I get uh, for the weight loss is definitely a plus uh, on my end. Um, so I want to I want to end this uh, series uh, really just kind of pleading out to you know those who are in healthcare and taking care of patients in one way shape or form uh, to remember that there's a lot of different things that they go through as a patient that we sometimes take for granted because we're usually kind of just dealing with you know what we see on the outside and as a patient. Uh, understanding what uh, you know, all of the the ups and downs and pain control, and you know when when can I do this? When can I do that? All of, all of those questions and concerns are definitely something that I will be adding to my armamentarium and, and making sure uh, that I can help adjust for my patients because that's that's really the, the name of the game, right? Like how can I learn from this, right? Because it, it would make no sense, yeah. It would make no sense if I went through this whole process. And, you know, when it was said and done and I was back in my sneakers, right, um, I didn't actually change any of my philosophy and my work ethic uh, for my patients, right? It wouldn't make any sense of the world. So um, I'm definitely thankful for that. 
thankful for my son for causing me uh, to break my fibula in the first place and helping to open my eyes up to a different world that I was definitely on one side of the coin on being the the, the patient the person who's taking care of someone uh, to flipping it and being on the side of uh, the person who needs to be taken care of. So you guys have a great and blessed day or week. I'm going to see you guys next week. Thank you for getting to the end of the show. I am your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, host of The Lunch Learner, Dr. Barry. And this is another amazing episode that we like to bring to you week after week on betterment of empowering yourself for better health today. If you have not had a chance, please go ahead and subscribe to the show if this is your first time listening. If you already listen and you've already subscribed, make sure to leave me a five-star review because your support is absolutely important in keeping the show moving as it is. And if you have not had a chance and you want to check out today's show notes, always head over to lunchlearnpod.com. That is lunch learn pod all in one word.com and you can get the access to my show notes for every single episode but especially the one you just listened to and i'm gonna see you guys next week you guys be blessed bye